Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. And now, from beyond our dimension, this is the Jeff Mara Podcast. Here's Jeff. My guest is Nico a mystical pioneer who recently had a face-to-face encounter with a gray alien. And today we're going to learn about it and more. Nico, thank you so much for joining us and welcome. Thank you. It is a pleasure. Thanks so much, Jeff. All right. If you don't mind, let's just start on the day that you met that alien and go from there. So yes, uh, the, uh, the gray encounter, that was about 10 months ago in Florida. Currently I'm in Colorado right now. And I was driving back to the house on the phone with my friend, and um, I told him I'll call him back when I pulled up to the house because there was like a black obelisk looking craft above the house. And I go in and my fiance's name is Serenity. And she's acting all panicky saying, I feel like someone's watching me. So I go, I'm very calm and i very in tune. So I go, there is, without really knowing what it is, but I feel a flow being led. So um, we, I told her to go outside with me and to put her awareness on a celestial. And we're just looking and I have a, I've been known for like prediction of shooting stars. So I told her there's going to be a shooting star coming from three, two, one, zero from the right to the left. And then it happens. And then there's this big old window door that opens up in a celestial. And then um, after that, we put the same equal proportion of awareness on the earth level. And mind you, this is just in a suburb community with a driveway and an empty lot with some woods in front of our house and some neighbors and everybody around. And the lot's actually uh, about two houses that are empty, but um, trees are there. So once we put our awareness there, there were some uh, shadow creatures running around. And she goes, did you see that? And I'm like, you talk about the one that went from my right to my left behind me? (laughs) She's like, yeah. So, and she's also seen them climbing the pole and we're seeing the same stuff equally. And we feel this um, magnetic pull, like, um, or a lightness where we feel shifted to go forward towards the empty lot. And we do, and as we're walking, there's this uh, presence or this intelligence that we could sense inside the empty lot. And I use a uh, inner species communication, which is like animal communication and um, telepathy and whatever I can do, just fe- feeling led and free about it, of, of communicating to whatever it was inside there and um, knowing it was an ET. So I do, and then I translate externally out of my mouth vocally of what I said. And I said, um, I told it to come out or to walk. And you hear this like a human in there. <laughs> And it's about uh, maybe 10 o'clock at night. So uh, then as we're hearing that noise, I spoke once again internally, telepathically or energetically uh, for it to come out. And um, and that was about 15 seconds or 20 seconds of it walking to come out very slowly. So then both of us start to notice a um, star, like a little ambient energy, like a little blue light, a purple light in a silhouette body, but very spaced out and um, rarely showing up and just on increments. And we're both seeing the little blue one, the little silver one and and green. And then I told her that I just told it to manifest itself. And and we were actually still walking forward a little bit. And as we're both walking forward, both of us get pushed back on our chest by this uh, force pressure. And we're both like, whoa, and look at each other. And it was like a complete silence in the air, in the atmosphere. So 
it does manifest itself and um and it's um head was honestly probably about this size and it had little beady eyes and long fingers and she starts um my fiance starts screaming and tries to run but i hang on to her and i'm like whoa <laughs> having a shocking encounter of my life and um even though having a lot of this stuff in the past but being fresh to it it uh and it lasted about 30 seconds but before we went out there i told her this i said let's even do a um a prayer that it won't be something subtle um, something by faith but something that will be um last last long so um that happens and as she's screaming for like 30 seconds i'm just uh, we're just going eye to eye with each other uh, the gray and i and um it just looked natural observing and then um it started to fade away after about 30 seconds um just back into invisibleness and the stars went back again and then it left and um later naturally in fight or flight later we started um you know to go outside again having this little slight of fear here and there <laughs> or to walk out that came and um she wanted to tell everybody about it and she's not really the type of person that talks about this type of stuff or anything like that but um you know people weren't believing and <laughs> but our family does because they know our close friends but that was about 10 months ago an amazing experience and it shifted on to many more did you see a ship anywhere when I pulled up to the house above the house, there was a, a black officer's looking craft. Um, and it was like, a, it was pitch black, but you can still see it. Now, it sounded like you said that this has happened before. Yes. Can you tell us about other UFO experiences. Definitely. Um, as far as I can remember, even I'll start off with some basic stories uh, for, uh, and I'll fluff right through them. But my uh, abuela, my grandmother in Puerto Rico, they lived in a cul-de-sac. And uh, this is the first one knowing of this uh, green light was coming to the window and it was levitating my grandmother up and she was holding her son, which is my uncle, my mom's brother. And um, and my mom and uh, her sisters and their father was, I believe, working at the time, were um, scared seeing it happen. And she's like sucking through the window like this all the way to the glass and uh, it lasted for a good minute or two minutes. And then after um, she fell down after the craft left. My uncle ended up having reptilian scale skins where the doctor's like, maybe it's eczema and they couldn't uh, do nothing about it. But I think it was some type of a lotion they did use or something to, oh yeah, chamomile to, uh, for the healing. And then, uh, and my uncle didn't know about it. He ended up getting uh, interested in extraterrestrials and all the rest because he was a baby at the time. So after that, um, the, all the neighbors in the cul-de-sac come over and say that they want you and they're bringing a lot of uh, their opinions and their perspectives on it of course but there was a bunch of crystal rocks all on top of the house afterwards and my uh, mom and her sisters went on top of the roof and they grabbed the rocks and they brought it to a uh, school uh, actually a scuba diving center the first part of the school and then they brought it to a scuba diving center because they didn't know where to bring it or what to do with it and then they actually kept them and took them and my uh, grandfather ended up getting abducted consciously and physically and, and the uh, UFO went into the water and he said, there were people just like us and um, short stories on them. But fast forwarding all the way into uh, my life on it with UFOs and extraterrestrials, where, let's see where to start here. I have so much of them. Let's see if I could do some uh, recent ones. Um, my friend in Daytona, I was uh, religious about four or five years ago. So I was doing a lot of uh, deliverances and casting out uh, demons and stuff. And a lot of people were all falling out on the floor. And uh, this uh, big old bright light came above us and everybody seen it because they had a squad of people saying, this man's anointed, everybody come down here. And they're flying from like Miami and just all around the state you come. So uh, 
after that happened, um, and then we started seeing shooting stars too, shooting stars, and then a big old light came down and a bunch of shooting stars were all up in the background in space. And, uh, and it hovered there for a while and it was moving. If we, like I went to go to the gas station and, um, and while the light was still there and it's following and keeps going following no matter what. So then I went back into the room to pray and um, I said, within 24 hours, there's going to be an owl that's going to come and, uh, and more UFOs are going to come as well. So 24 hours later, my uh, car, the tire ended up uh, being flat. And when I went to the mall down the street from the house, so I ended up driving it back and the neighbor guy, and I was a, a religious guy at the time. So I'm like, uh, see the guy, he says I'm an atheist. So I do a miracle on him by uh, growing out his leg without touching him and blowing on it. And I say, hey, if God isn't real, uh, say, don't grow out my leg or grow out my leg, something like that. And it's happening to him. And the guy's like, oh, whoa. And he was in the back of my um, Infinity SUV trunk. And I just popped it open where he could sit down and grow the legs out. And then uh, my friend goes, Nico, and points to an owl. And uh, then the owl actually comes and flies towards me where I had to move out the way like this with my hands. And then we started seeing a bunch of shooting stars again which is the 24 hours from there and a bunch more crafts just sat above uh, real low. And, and they, that, that lasted about three or four hours and everybody was calling their families to come over here and see it. And then later they just took off. Then, um, and this one's a really wild one. I, I love you guys to hear this one. So if you guys are familiar with the ambient energy that's outside when you look in the blue sky and you see the static that looks like confetti, it's like a matrix binary code, zeros and ones, ta -ta 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 -ta, <laughs> staticking everywhere. So I started uh, playing with that some years back and intensifying my awareness on it. And um, there was one spot that was really my, the protein of my eyes were attracted to the light somewhere over there. So I'm looking and, um, and I was actually on the phone with a friend of mine and this is at front of my mom's house. And this craft comes out of nowhere out of a dimension and starts wobbling like this. And I had enough time to go inside and grab my mother to uh, come out and see it and we're and it goes all the way towards the sun and shoots and you just can't see it because of the brightness of the sun eventually but um tons more but really neat i was reading about you and in your bio it says that you are the founder of the school of mystics can you tell us about what that is yes sir definitely so a lot of the teachings that I show have a mystical explanation or most of the time nonverbal for explanations dealing with energy work so in the School of Mystics, it's a school of superpowers and abilities, and they're being taught on the mechanics of them in great detail, where a lot of people say you can't teach this stuff, and it's actually being taught. So I'll actually use Yoga Sutra, I'll use the Bible, even the Quran, and a lot of my teachings for my individuals to meet them at their faith level, according to where their doctrine is. Or I'll even use universal language as the anatomy, like, for example, for teleportation. Here's an example here you use your intestines and some of the chakras in a certain order, but the intestines has to do with uh, transporting liquids to solids or toxins. And whenever I feel for healing that there's something going wrong with like a tension or something in somebody's body in that stomach area, then they're having a car issue or a transportation issue. So I can use universal languages, the anatomy, the feet is the foundation of your thought life, shoulders and Isaiah, you carry heavy burdens in the book. Um, and uh, plenty more of the fingers of the details of your life, heart is love, fear, and kidneys, examples. But teaching superpowers and abilities as of moving the wind, aerokinesis, harmonization with the elements, um, levitation, invincibility with chi and the fascia, 
and taking it to the next level. How did you start your spiritual journey? Was there something that happened to you supernaturally? I've actually, I grew up in it with my uh, family, my uh, grandparents and my great-grandparents having a uh, background in voodoo. I grew up (laughs) watching street magicians as of David Blaine, Chris Angel, Dynamo. And um, when I was religious at the time, because we were fearing the unknown and we didn't know what it was, so we turned to what we had. I uh, was having a reverence of how are these people having more power than Jesus or having more power than God? So at that time, I uh, know that the kingdom is not of mere words, but of demonstration and of power. So I started to, uh, it start, actually really started mainly in 2013 with my grandmother when she passed away from lung cancer. And I was uh, reading the Bible and like by his stripes were healed. And I didn't see um, the appropriation or the stuff that happened in the Bible being demonstrated in real life. And I'm like, what's going on with me? And I'm hearing it's all in God's timing. And then I'm reading contrary verses as well. Of we have the power to heal the sick and et cetera. So I did a two year fast in my bedroom and I go two weeks at a time with no food or no water. I take paper all around my room and I would draw mosaic hieroglyphic or pictograph like pictures. And um, my parents that would come in at that time would say, it's like, I ain't sign up in here. And then um, down the road, when I went to some churches, I keep seeing an angel of Einstein, not the hair, (laughs) but it has started like that. And then I end up walking out in power when I seen my, uh, or realizing it, when my neighbor was having a nervous breakdown, cussing God out in the sky. And I stick my hand out with compassion to see if she was all right. And she fell down and got healed. And she was a sick lady with a lot of stuff. And then my father said, my son's anointed. Then I went to all the neighbor's houses and started doing um, mind reading or bird of knowledge, telepathy and healings and started um, going from there. Did you learn how to use your energy to heal people or how did you get this ability? When I, before I'll go to bed, I'm either watching videos of people um, doing a lot of healings and I pretty much reprogram my subconscious mind by the writings that I had on my wall, my hunger for it. It was, it drove me to the end where it was like something that you hate in life that you have a purpose for. And it drove the passion there. So when I would go to sleep and I'm real drowsy and I started seeing my pictures and everything move around. But as I was going to bed, I will say uh, like prayers, like, give me your healing power. And I wake up, give me your healing power, your healing power (laughs) Uh, consistently where I believe that it, uh, I got reprogrammed and transformed um, and, and through those times. What are some of the superpowers that you guys are teaching? We're teaching uh, pyrokinesis as of um, working with the fire element. And it bases off of uh, integrity to do what's right legally and morally or by the golden rule, do unto others as you would like them to do unto yourself. So um, the superpowers are actually side effects of our identity walking in unconditional love. So if we go outside and we play with nature, it's going to read um, our energetic signature. It's going to read our personality or the name that we carry, our identity, without separating ourselves and seeing the oneness in it. So it's going to read unconditional love. And I'm seeing a plant like I'm seeing my mother with no separation or my dog. And the matrix won't shut me out and it'll let me play and um, it'll let me enjoy and it will start to react and harmonize and magnetize. And then I can add my own style to it as I'm um, harmonizing with nature. So we teach uh, aero, different, all types of kinesis as we're growing and learning all together. We do different training as uh, there's so much of them. Actually, uh, let me show you this right here. So I got this uh, beautiful looking book here really nice and 
some of the chapters there, as you see, we have um, information of the chakras, meridians, biofield, telepathy. We have time travel, age reversal, teleportation, invincibility. And we got um, a little bit more here. I think it's blurring out. Oh, I can see it, yeah. <laughs> There's like about 30 chapters. Oh, yes, that's right. Summoning and apporting objects, uh, teleporting coins out of thin air that you don't have with you, or teleporting an object that's local. Many different um, wild and, and cool stuff. Mind opening, tapping into the full potential. What, in your opinion, is consciousness? Consciousness is the experience or the being itself. For an example, when I'm doing healing, I, I don't actually want the person to get healed because that would be a condition. And um, consciousness could be programmed or it can be unconditioned consciousness. So to me, unconditioned consciousness will be the oneness of the universe of God. And then consciousness itself would be when we come into this body and we start conditioning it. So let's see if I can give a better example. When I am doing healing, I'm feeling what I'm feeling, experiencing what I'm experiencing without uh, trying to force a healing, without moving in when there's too much tension. I'm like re relaxing and letting go and um, letting it all happen like the prodigal son or Jesus friend of sinners. I'm embracing it where it is. So what do you think happens after we die? Well, I believe all the related NDE stories and people's experiences are um, telling the truth. Like when people die, there's many examples through their own expression. And sometimes some people see a little hole and they end up going through it. They end up seeing fractals of souls and faces that they felt were ancient or themselves. And then they see the Godhead, which they get identify as source or even all the collective itself. And um, they're, they're either uh, finished their purpose and they move on. And the thing is, even with those questions, I love a lot um, about life. I love the all the wonder, the unknown and the mysteries. So I believe it's always a continuous mystery, even when we die. But I believe all the NDE stories and those combined <laughs> are telling the truth. What, if any, do you take from the voodoo that your family has practiced? Um, I actually did a really great video called Sanctified Voodoo Technology. And what I've learned and what I've seen from voodoo through all these years and where I'm at today is that everything is neutral completely and everything can be programmed according to the mind of man. So with that being said, um, let's see where to start where you actually look in the Bible and you see all the saints doing voodoo. They're like cutting hair, putting it on fire, writing letters and curses on different things. But it can be used for um, either or neutral. Uh, it's neutral, but it could be for positive or negative. And the word um, voodoo can be deemed as that. So they call it like white magic or black magic. You know, everyone's pretty much doing voodoo with their own imagination and, and such way or form. It sounds like to me you're saying voodoo is kind of energy work and you can either use it for positive or negative. Yes, sir. 100%. That's absolutely right. Hmm. It, it was a uh, terminology used. Usually I think when people think of voodoo, they think negative things about it. Yes, that's right. Because uh, the, the word attachment, when you say um, elephant, they think of elephant. Hmm. And um, here's a great one too as well, where I found out recently when um when if i ever do like words that i don't know and i go that doesn't mean nothing to me so therefore my my mind can't put a picture on it and i'm able to clear my mind and once my mind is clear i feel peace and i'm able to paint my imagination with no distractions and end up having a uh, 
great manifestation come about. Can you give my audience any tips on how to develop their own superpowers? Definitely. The most basic tip that a lot of you may have heard before is when you start playing with energy around your hands and making a uh, chi ball like this by just feeling the sensation. But in order to get there, a really important tip, even if someone has trouble sleeping, is if you relax your face first and your jaw, the jaw carries a lot of tension, then your body will be able to relax. And then you can get yourself into a brainwave state called alpha. And an alpha state is a state where you get to uh, operate a lot more than you can on beta brainwave. So beta brainwave is the five physical senses, which you're aware of when you're waking up from bed and you start your, dr- and you start your day. And there's a cool Bible verse that says, Jesus could not do any miracles in his own hometown. And it means, and beta brainwave in the flesh, in your comfort zone. But whenever we relax by taking a couple of deep breaths, many ways, or even listen to a meditative song that really inspires you, then you're in alpha brainwave. So example would be, I go, I just relax a little bit, or you, we, we don't have to even physically breathe in front of somebody like that as well. Relax. And then um, the face and body. And then if you put your awareness by feeling the tensions or the little pokey stuff in your hands, even if you don't feel it, you can just be aware of the remembrance of it and you can start having that impact and doing this on a daily basis. Um, and you start playing with aluminum foil or even paper, you'll be able to start moving objects very fastly. Uh, so that's a great tip. And one more, since a lot of those probably heard the Chiba one as well, is um, whenever you're about to go to bed, it's called the brainwave theta and delta, and you're in that drowsy state, it's your highest manifestation time. So what I do is I actually have action figures, like toys, and I'm playing like a child in the kingdom, and I set up, instead of a vision board, I have a 3D vision board with the toys, and I'll have either uh, Bruce Lee, someone like me, or IP Man, or even um, John Wick, and if I'm going to a church or a meeting, whatever, I'll have him with a microphone, and and I'll have a Goku the angel toy or something and some people that are in wheelchairs on some toys that I got on Amazon and then they get healed. And I work on different imaginations like that. And one more tip, guys. This one's one of my favorite. So back here, actually, I have movie prop money of hundreds of dollars of bills. And since the subconscious mind does not know the difference between what is real and what is fake, I use that to count. And I, every dollar has an assignment and I'll have budget. I'll have car insurance or um, family vacation. And I'll put all that there or giving away to somebody for charity. And my and I'll start to get the goosebumps. And once you get the goosebumps, it means your wish fulfilled has been externalized. And if you record it with your phone, you see orbs come out of your body or energy or electrons shoot up, bam, that it's been done and it must come forth. I think that's awesome because I agree with you that when you start manifesting your reality or creating it and then you add emotion to it it starts mm-hmm. to manifest and it sounds like that's what you're doing 100 percent. that's right emotion energy in motion do you have to meditate before you do that most of the time what i've noticed as well first timers that haven't done like a worked on consciously on manifestations nine out of ten it will work for them and for those that kind of get uh condemned or used to it or have a lot of knowledge in their head it's a uh, best for them to kind of recharge and meditate prior because you can do it without any distractions and other energy taking away from you. Mm-hmm. You can put most of your energy on there. What can you tell me about instantaneous divine healing? Yes, that's um, definitely one of the gifts that I have a specialty in and I'm very blessed and humbled to be operating in. And I believe everybody actually can. 
Well, there's um, something I'd love to share with the audience as well. And um, maybe Jeff, you as well would like to engage on this. When this is what I use, whenever I count from three to zero, or if I snap my fingers, there's a spot where I can really release my intention. And when I do that, I can feel like this ball go up and everybody can when they do it. And the person I'm connected to, when I get the chills, I know that they got the chills accordingly. And I can also be very aware and sense their body. So with uh, instantaneous divine healing, the, no matter what it is, or even things that I've never seen before, um, that I've never worked on or even seen on videos or nothing done, I'm able to operate on it right then and there. So last night, I took a thermometer and I posted it on my channel and um, I decreased the temperature from 90 degrees to 76 degrees without touching it. And then I went around on the other side where you can see me, where I can't see the thermometer no more, but I remembered it. And um, in my mind, I just felt as I was at the monitor and there was a shrinking and a cold around me as if I was in the snow. And um, simply it happened and it went because I embodied it without any distractions. And I felt my connection still there with no doubt. So that's the same thing with divine instantaneous healing. Whenever I'm walking around in the marketplace and I see somebody or they look at me, they're looking at the light in me because their proteins of their eyes get attracted and magnetized. So whenever I'm relaxed and it's happening, I relax my body and something will move, something will spasm, I become a living sacrifice. I literally let myself become so sensitive. And then I'm taking on what they're taking on. And a lot of my studies show that, for example, the lower back means a financial burden or uh, a shifted hip can mean uh, they refuse to move forward in a new experience, different things. So knowing what those means, I no longer need uh, to do words of knowledge, um, sidekick on uh, people's pain because of the ancient um, knowledge of it. So whenever anybody has a problem, there was this lady who had who just got bit by fire ants and she was in her 80s and I was eating at a restaurant and I seen it and I, I didn't want that to happen to me. So I give the golden rule of unconditional love. And um, I said, um, hey, um, wow, or something like that. I forgot what it was. I just went, um, um, hey, receive it, boom, and I blew. And these little sensations like the snap, you make a spherical wave, like an orb, and it will come out. And it wasn't a linear thinking. So it's higher intelligence or a higher code hmm. wow. or, um, for God to receive or, or to give. Right now, you have a YouTube channel, correct? Yes, sir. That is called The School of Mystics. School of Mystics. Okay. I'll leave the link to that in the description. If people want to reach out to you and ask you questions, are you open to that? And if so, how do they reach you? Very, very open to that. And I've always been. And um, they can just reach me through all my social media platforms, TikTok, or even the website, theschoolofmystics.com, Instagram, Facebook, email address, and YouTube. Enjoy the videos. There's animal communication on there, uh, lightning interactions on point and on demand, the whole nine yards. Besides the School of Mystics, what else do you got going on? Right now, I'm a life coach, a pastor, a mystic teacher. I am actually filing taxes every season. Um, I've been the manager since 2015 at um, tax office back in Florida. So now I do a remote, very proficient. And I also have um, crystals that get imported from me from different caves. And I make uh, different wands and different objects and, and bless them and for our guests. All right. Well, before we finish up, can you leave us with one last positive message? No matter what's going on in life, 
and this is, um, you may have heard this many times, if you embrace everything with joy, if you actually do the opposite with your affirmations, <clears throat> and I want to share this with you guys, I had a lady with cancer that was in my healing course, and I told her to say this, say, I love cancer, and she was religious, and I told her to say, cancer is the Holy Spirit, because it says in the Bible, God is in, through, and as all things, and the Holy Spirit is your masterful teacher, so after that affirmation, she felt triggers. She felt like, hmm, I don't know, how, how can I say that? And she felt reactions within herself and tension and judgment and conditions. And when she actually let it go, I have a testimony from her. She was uh, healed of cancer after getting her results back within four to five days, I believe. And um, that shows your triggers by having the opposite um, affirmation because Job in the Bible says, I fear the thing that's come upon me. But when you have no fear from it and you don't feel the triggers, then you're set free. Thank you for that message. And Nico, thank you so much for being our guest today. I really appreciate you and I wish you the best. Love you so much, Jeff. Thank you, guys. I give you all the best hug. Love you. Thank you. Love you, too. And have a great rest of your day. You, too. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for watching the Jeff Mara podcast. I really appreciate you. Another way to show support is through YouTube memberships. And if you do, there are loyalty badges and other perks depending on your level of membership. All you need to do is click the join button underneath the video to find out more. Thank you for your support.